I added one more podcast to the giant podcast bin. Now you have plucked that podcast out and started listening. I took my microphone and found some human folk. Then I recorded all the noises while we spoke. My name is Adam Buxton. I'm a man. I want you to enjoy this. That's the plan. Howdy, Adam Buxton here. Welcome to podcast number two. Oh, it's a beautiful day, beautiful September 2015 day, and I'm out walking Rosie once again. And first of all, I would just like to say thank you so much to everybody who downloaded and commented on uh, podcast number one with Louis Theroux last week. I was genuinely touched and uh, surprised by the response to the podcast and that's uh, well that's a rare thing these days I mean you can't you can't just go around randomly touching and surprising people can you It'll get you in all sorts of hot water um, but genuinely I was um, I was delighted I have to be honest slightly different kettle of cod this week I know a lot of you are hoping very much that I'm going to fill the podcast with stuff about David Cameron and pigs but you know, I didn't really have anything on the day, even. Here's, this, is the, this is as close as I got to contributing. This is a tweet that I didn't send. All these people referring to Boris Johnson as a dead pig are going a bit far, I think. Yeah. Just the one appearance on Have I Got News For You for Dr Buckles and mysteriously never been asked back. But this week I am talking to the pop artist Leanne Le Havas, currently aged 26, although she was 24 when I recorded this conversation with her last year. So she's aged two years in one year. How, I don't understand how that works. Maybe that's just life in the fast lane. Anyway, Leanne facts. Uh, she was born Leanne Charlotte Barnes to a, a Greek, a male Greek man and a, a woman from... Did you make her? That's how I pronounce the name of that country. Some people say Jamaica, but um, did you make her is the proper pronunciation, of course. Like the joke. My wife went to the West Indies. Did you make her? No, what are you talking about? Of course I didn't. That would be grotesque. I, I don't force my wife to do anything. She's her own person. Anyway, why would I force her to go to the West Indies? It's an amazing part of the world. She'd be delighted to go there. Jesus Christ. You know that joke? Anyway, um, she is a charming person. And as you'll hear in this conversation, she actually introduced herself to me. I guess she used to uh, watch the Adam and Joe show back in the day on Channel 4. And and she used to listen to the Six Music show. Uh, I didn't know who she was, though. And after we'd spoken about music and her music and everything, I looked up some of her stuff online. Here's a track called Forget, which was one of the first things that I came across, which I mentioned later on. And I watched a performance of her on Later with Jules from 2011, and I just thought, well, she's a 
brilliant performer. And I hope you'll agree when you hear her singing at the end of this conversation. The conversation itself is a fairly straightforward chat, mainly about a few of the music legends that she has come into contact with in the last couple of years. And at the end of that, she was nice enough to sing a song, actually, that she had just written at the time, uh, which now appears on her album Blood, which came out in August 2015, I believe. And it was just her standing in her front room, playing her electric guitar with a little um, amplifier. And there was also her then-boyfriend, Chris Dagger, who was playing the upright bass. And it sounded pretty good, I think. I mean, anything sounds good once you stick a huge amount of reverb on it, I find. But, and I also filmed it on my phone. And I'm going to try and put the video of the performance up on, on YouTube, and I'll post a link I'll put it on my blog. I've got a blog, I've got a blog. Rudy, Rudy, Schmoody, Rudy, blog, blog, blog. I've got a blog. Here's the address, here's the address. It's adam-buxton.co.uk, so check it out. And I'll put the link on the SoundCloud page. That's the home of this podcast, is SoundCloud. I think you will agree when you see it that she is quite an unusually talented performer and um, magnetic and just with, with, a, with an extraordinary voice and I love the song too and uh, it's a great performance also if you watch it on YouTube you get to see the mystery geezer I think it was one of their f- housemates standing in the corner but it's funny the, the camera sort of pans across at one point and you just see this guy nodding it's like whoa where's he, where did he come from uh, anyway, that's that's if you fancy a trip to YouTube. But for now, let's keep it on the podcast, and uh, I will chat to you later on. But here is Leanne Lahavis. Uh, I'm sat here on a lovely summery afternoon yes. in. Can we call this Lee Valley? No, well, the borough is Waltham Forest, right, and the area is Leighton. 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 Mm-hmm. And how did you end up in Leighton? And this this is sort of <laughs> northeast London, would you say? Yeah, but m- more east than north. Right. But kind of. Yeah. I'm near Walthamstow. Listen, don't take this the wrong way, but I wouldn't describe this area as in any way trendy. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think in time. I mean, that's good because obviously maybe the trendiest you can possibly get is not in any way trendy that was my thinking so because then you've got somewhere to go yeah because if you're you know wandering around in a little beanie hat with your beard and your uh <laughs> too tight weird trousers yeah. in hoxton it's only you're only going to go downhill from there well yeah everyone hates you already just by having facial hair exactly <laughs> and they hate you because you're working in some internet design company in the coolest yes. part of london and you've got all <laughs> cafes with special paint jobs on the outside and because everyone's got too much personality and there's too much excitement but out, <laughs> that's not a problem out here in Leighton <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's really not yeah. it's great we we have grown very attached to Leighton yeah how been long have you about, been here yeah about um about eight months now okay or nine months and it was my friend who bought this house mm-hmm. Um, and he was doing it up and I was actually conveniently looking to move. Um, and then I just had one look around, loved it 
and we've made it our own. Yeah, well, it's very nice, I must say. You've got Thank a lovely, you. lovely house here. Thank you. Where were you before that, then? I was in Homerton. Homerton, Homerton in very East good. London as well. Right. But it's... Um, See, I grew up down in South London, Clapham, Nice, Stockwell. me too. Did you? Yeah, you were in Streatham, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Well remembered. Yeah, with your uh, granny? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you this much? Well, I don't know. I read a little bit about you. I read a couple of <laughs> interviews that you've okay. given. Um and we, I mean, I, I have to confess, I didn't know much about you until you tapped me on the shoulder uh, <laughs> down in trendy East London one evening. Yes. And usually if you get a shoulder tap, it's like some really drunk guy who's like, oh, I saw you used to watch your toy things. Yeah, you're a twat. <laughs> um, and so obviously you did that a little bit, but then... Oh, um, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, I was very aware of how I was being. Because yeah. I didn't want to, like, scare you. No, well, it was really nice. It was, And you said, I asked you what you did, and you said, uh, oh, I, I'm a singer. But um, you said it in a way that certainly gave away nothing about what kind of singer you were, mm-hmm. whether you were signed, you know, mm-hmm. whether you were a professional singer or not. It was mm-hmm. left a total mystery. <laughs> and so at a certain point in the evening, I don't know why, but I think I mentioned Prince, first of all. Yeah, he um, comes up in just general conversation a lot. And I had no idea that you'd actually met him. And even maybe a few weeks before we met, yep. he had played in what, in here? Where you were sitting is Shut where he was. Yo mouth. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So literally. listen, start, start from the beginning okay. of this uh, particular episode. How did that come about? Well, I first got in touch with Prince <laughs> about two years ago. Mm. Uh, and my first EP had come out, and he um, discovered it somehow, mm-hmm. and he got in touch with me. So he called me up on the phone, and I was in a noisy bar, and I and I answered the phone, and I and I saw it was like a withheld number, and I said, "Sorry, I just I need to check who this is." And he was like, "I think you know who this is." So we just went from there. And stayed in touch ever since. So at uh, New Year, I called him to wish him a happy New Year. And he mentioned that he would be coming to London. So I said, well, you should stop by my new house. And he did. And he he worked it into the beginning of his hit-and-run tour, which um, I'm very proud to say it began in my house. Wow. <laughs> did you suggest that he come here and play some music? No, not necessarily. I, we just... I think a jam is always assumed. Like in speak. someone's house, though? In someone's, well, like, semi? In like... I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, just anyone that plays, we're just like... How are your neighbours with, with that? They seem good Yeah. <laughs> at the moment. But, I mean, who, who knows? Oh, she's got that we prince. don't ever go on she's TV. She's got that prince round again. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> was it like that? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Play sexy motherfucker. <laughs> um, he doesn't do that one anymore. Does he not? No. Does he never? He doesn't like. He doesn't like swearing. Does he? No, what, doesn't, why, he doesn't. When did he acquire swear? a problem with swearing? I don't know. He used to have the the pottiest <laughs> of all the mouths. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. So you are being bothered by the little purple man. <laughs> I mean, that's a disgusting way of putting One it. One day in but, February. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, 
sorry for being so small-minded, but I'm interested no, no. in the specifics of how you receive a call from the prompts. <laughs> how did you know that yeah. it was him then if it's an unknown number? So it had to be arranged because oh, right. he was in America. So there was a time difference and everything. Yeah. So uh, our managers spoke with each other oh, okay, beforehand. Right, and right. then I was supposed to make sure I had my phone on me yeah. when he called at whatever time. And I didn't because... I forgot. Yeah. I just I went out uh, and just sort of left the phone on the bed. So he had to call my boyfriend's phone yeah. at the time. Uh, and his battery was low. Oh, mate, get it so, together. I know. Yeah. I know. But we did speak for about 15 minutes. Right. We could have gone on a lot longer. And what do you like in those situations? Because now you're at the point in your uh, career that you've been... Well, you were you were only signed in like 2010, 12? 10. 10. First yeah. album came out 2012? Yes. I mean, it's really only a couple of years that you've been in this world. Yeah. Where you're bumping into some of your musical heroes. Exactly. And <laughs> I wonder what it's like being so young and meeting these people. You're 24. Yeah. And um, I get very nervous and tongue-tied in those kind of... I never really met anyone famous until I was nearly 30. Okay. And even then I found it very scary. Yeah. But uh, what do you it like? Can... I mean, do you, do you struggle to say something on the phone to Prince or what? Well, Are you, you tra- kind of do. Are you sort of thinking, I've got to sound cool? I, yes. Yeah. Y- yeah. I was like, I mean, I think that with a lot of people I speak to anyway, like mm-hmm. famous or not. <laughs> but I, um, it was, I, I could feel myself thinking a lot like I didn't want him to lose interest at any point I wanted to sound smart and also be a little bit funny maybe but I didn't I just I didn't know him but then um as the conversation went on it it felt like we kind of knew each other already in a way I don't know he was like an old friend and the fact is we've stayed in touch and I Love it. <laughs> and did you... T- I mean, forgive me if I'm... I know this is a, a question that everyone asks you about um, because obviously it's kind of fascinating. Um, <laughs> sure. Because he's one of the very small group of real genuine legends, I would yeah. say, in the music world. Yeah. And also one of those people who is quite eccentric, especially with the way he interacts with the world. You know? Yes. I was surprised yeah. to see him on Arsenio Hall recently. Have you seen that? Yeah, I was in the audience. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you, how did you watch it? I watched that on YouTube. Okay, cool. I mean, even there, he's not prickly exactly, because he's sort of mm. polite. He's very polite. But he's not very forthcoming. Is he more easygoing when it's on a one-on-one basis? Yeah, I think that's just a thing. He just likes to get to know people, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's basically the most famous person in the world. Or Certainly one of, one of them, yeah. And so, so when your your initial chat, was that mainly about your music or music in general? Music in general. And he was very complimentary about my stuff. Right. Which was great. But we he asked me, like, what I was into. Uh, and, it, and I remember we talked about Joni Mitchell quite a bit. Uh-huh. Because uh, I think he knows her. I don't think there's any other legend that he doesn't know. Yeah. So uh, we talked about her a bit. And Prince-wise, what was the key Prince album for you growing up, if you were into him? Or maybe you weren't. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I I discovered him, I think, late. Yeah. When I was a kid, like, hearing people talk about Prince, the artist, 
was like, I just grew up and thought he was a prince, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, realised he was a singer, but just always thought he was mysterious. Because I heard Kiss, mm-hmm. and then I remember the first time I really listened to it. I was in L.A., at night on the freeway and it was like amazing backdrop and then kiss comes on the radio and i was just completely blown away by the i don't know the creativity the attitude so that's when i got into prince it's a real piece of art isn't it that Mm -hmm. one because it's so stripped down and spare and every nuance in his voice is right there and i love that about it yeah i think it's only the the parts of it that are necessary that mm. are in there, you know. You know, and obviously Tom Jones did a much better version, <laughs> which was which was way more subtle. <laughs> but still, the Prince one holds up. I think yeah. that's controversial, yeah. but I still think it sounds decent next to the TJ version. <laughs> I remember when Alphabet Street came out, and that certainly, you know, that's what you, I love of his sound. Yeah. I think it's probably my favorite. Uh, can you say? era of his sound Mm, I think so I just I love it I I love the because you can't really beat when when something is minimal and completely right you know the melodies are perfect and his performance is perfect so he could put only one instrument behind it if he wanted Mm. and it would be still amazing well there's something of that I hear something of that in uh, is it Forget your track Oh, so nice of you. <laughs> With the little nice choppy new wave yes. guitar. Yes. And the yes. lovely harmonies there, strange harmonies. Thank you so much. Uh, I can't believe you've... Well, that's, <laughs> I, you know, maybe I'm imagining that, but I, that's, no, that, that's I, what I sort I've of got. I really intended for that. Yeah, good. I wanted to be a female prince on that. Right, right. <laughs> well, I think it works. And also Sweet. I was, you know, I like a lot of that kind of quite minimal new wave music, talking heads and people yeah. like that who had those lovely choppy guitars and things yes i really like that very nice but yeah that that alphabet street it was because you read about people saying oh i saw this thing it blew my mind it changed my life and i I keep thinking that doesn't happen to me very often (laughs) but actually it happened to me then i really there you go i I really did think wow this is one of these moments that we we share the fact that it was him and he's like you know he's just this guy (laughs) just a guy with a giant afro that makes him look like a big (laughs) microphone (laughs) <laughs> which is ideal and now you are also getting messages from stevie wonder on your answering machine yes i mean you must have made a number of copies of that one did you i actually tried to record it yes yeah, but it's it's still in my mailbox i won't let it go sure that was interesting because he came to a show oh where were you playing i was playing in los angeles again mm-hmm. um a lot of my album was made there so i I go back and forth, but we did this show. This is your first album you're talking about, is yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So, uh... Is Your Love Big Enough? Which is really yes. a revolting uh, <laughs> title there. I felt that was coming. Yeah. It doesn't have to be revolting. Wow, come on. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but he... That's what he sang on my answer phone machine. Oh, really? The title track? Yes. He, yeah. he gave it his own spin. And did he do it like, um... <laughs> Full-throated or was yeah. it a bit half-hearted? No, it was proper. Whoa. It was the full thing. And he, he placed in my name into the lyric, said, Leanne, is your love big enough? And he sang it. Well, oh, my drank God. But yeah. So that was mental. Because I found out like half an hour before the show yeah. that he was coming. And obviously I didn't believe it. 
and then all the band were all downstairs like pacing around and then um one of us went to the bathroom and saw him like on the way yeah and it was real and i think it just like we were gonna play a good show anyway because it was a great atmosphere but i think it gave us a, a fire in our bellies to do it really well and then he was happy to hang out with us afterwards mm-hmm. you know for a good hour i don't really remember a lot of it I was crying for a bit of it <laughs> did you actually cry in front I of stevie actually cried yeah oh, mate. just being sat next to him was like because he weird uh, because he meant a lot to you when you were little or because yeah 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 like i used to just hear him on the radio all the time and my mum had some of his finals and he was just you know again in in your consciousness growing mm. up um but yeah it was just kind of and he was very inspiring actually and when you actually spoke to him was he still inspiring or was he yes. just talking about cheese and stuff <laughs> no no we shared a wine yeah little red wine and he played me a song from his ipod mm-hmm. that he had done a new bit of mu- music that oh, i right. don't think anyone's heard yet he didn't just still. play you happy birthday no <laughs> i just want to no. play you this one i'm really pleased with it <laughs> happy birthday to you no. um you got a good voice thanks so uh, so he played you a new thing. And it, was it good or was it... It was amazing. Was it? Oh, that's a relief. It was, yeah. I thought that too. I was just You don't like, want to have a really rubbish one and then have to sit there and think... So <laughs> Pretend yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> hey, that was very interesting. Who produced that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But he was, um, he was super humble about it as well. So, Leanne, um, my daughter yes. is five and a half... She won a um, some weird competition at her school, which meant that she could become a member of the Norfolk Wildlife Trust. <laughs> okay. She was absolutely jazzed. <laughs> and she came home. That's she was amazing. like, I'm a member of the... And later that night, when I was reading her a story, she said, um, Dad, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I was like, I don't know. She said, I want to be three things. I want to be, one, a member of the Norfolk Wildlife Trust, <laughs> <laughs> which I am. Two, I want to be a pop star. And three, I want to be a vet. I love her ambition. Yeah. But um, she's very excited about the whole idea of being a pop star and wanted to ask a couple of questions. Let's see. Okay. Has she made these questions? Uh, yeah. Okay, Let's lovely. see if I can find them. I'll Five edit them after the fact. Being a pop star... Is it hard when you're on stage and there's hundreds of people in front of you and you get really nervous? Um, I know that you have to dress up in lots of different kinds of clothes and go to different countries. It just, can you give me some information about how to be a pop star? (laughs) So... That is amazing. So that's three questions there. Do you get nervous when you go up in front of hundreds of people? Mm-hmm. Um, you, what's it like wearing lots of different clothes and going to different countries? And could yes. you give her some information about how she can become a pop star or being a pop star? <laughs> how to be a pop star? Yeah. I wish I knew. but um, So nerves, first of all. Nerves. Let me start by saying that I watched you on, uh, on Jules Harland. Yes. In, uh, when was that, 2011, after yes. your EP, first EP, Lost and Found, came out? 
You are good. I've done, I yes. read some things. And I must say, my heart was in my mouth for you. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. Because uh, you played solo, right? Or was someone I backing did. you up? No, I had the, the, the spot I always dreamt of having on Jules, if I was ever on Jules, was the solo in the middle of the floor. So it was just me and guitar that time. Very good. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> and I was searching your face for some trace of nerves. Yeah. You know, like a little twitch of the eye or a little sadness. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I couldn't possibly I couldn't see, be I couldn't sad. I couldn't see any. You looked completely composed. Thank you. Did you feel that way? No. No. It was... It was it was terrifying. Like the first, it was like the first time singing in front of anyone ever. Except by that point, I had had some practice at performing to an audience, yeah. but this time I don't know because I was so excited about it, and it was like a huge milestone and a huge break. It turned out to be. I was just like, I don't know. I was. I just really didn't want to make a mistake. So. We did it, but it was all very sudden, you know, they kind of, there are loads of other things going on and you wait around a little bit and then suddenly you're thrust up there. There's like five guys putting the equipment together and then you have to do it. And there was a live performance as well. So we just did it live on TV. And how long did you know that you were going to be on the show for before you went on? Two weeks. Uh, not, not that long. Not long. So were those weeks fun and exciting or filled yes. with dread and misery <laughs> no boringly they were really fun and exciting right that's not boring that's i i mean <laughs> I, I i admire it and it's it's nice to talk to someone who has that attitude to these things because my thank my, you my attitude has always been the opposite i've said before <laughs> that if my native american name would be uh falls at hurdles <laughs> um good one because i uh i just I don't know. As soon as I get the impression that something is important or mm -hmm. could be really useful or great exposure <laughs> or could take me to some kind of mystical next level, yeah. I fuck it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I do a shit job because my nerves yeah. get the better of me. Yeah, yeah. That has happened though. Has it? Yeah. In the past, like I used to sing and then like just be shaking. My whole body would be shaking. Therefore, my voice would shake and it would be like weird to watch I imagine yeah. but then you, I just did as much of it as possible and I think I've played to many types of crowd as well To so by that point but it was still like nothing I'd ever done mm -hmm. but I tried to just smile and not fall over so that's good I mean that's mm -hmm. an important piece of the puzzle you don't want to be crippled by nerves because then no. you've picked the wrong job no listen I would love it if you... Would you be all right to play a song before I we conclude? I honoured. What kind of thing do you want? you want a fast one? Or actually, forget it. I've decided. All right, yeah. So what are we going to... got you are, are you going to play guitar and sing? Yes. It's musical performance time on the podcast. <laughs> Go studio. So, this song is called Grow. And it's Leanne Le Havas and Chris Dagger on bass. I resisted the charms of evil's arms As she stood by my bedside speaking in tongues And the lovers who cried won't be denied As they fight for their right to grow 
to grow Please don't turn us down Don't turn us down Turn, 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 turn Turn up for love Turn up and watch us sing As we grow The future we don't We're together, together. Turn up for love, turn up and watch us sing as we grow. The future we don't know, no, unless we're together. I requested to know what. I did wrong cause I sure didn't mean to string you along But the blood in my body and my heartbeat It said it's to feel a crime, a crime Please don't turn us down, won't be turned down Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice one. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for coming. This is so cool. It works now. I have to practice it. Wow, that was just great. Right, should we have a beer? Let's have another beer. Should I have a beer? No! No, 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 no! No! No, 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 no! 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 All right? Of course I'm not going to have a beer, Chris Dagger on bass. I'm cycling. I have a pink fold-up Brompton, and I have to cycle from Leighton back to King's Cross, St Pancreas. So, of course, I'm not going to do that under the influence of a beer drink or five beers. For goodness sake. Anyway, Leanne Le Havis there playing her song Grow with Chris Dagger, the beer peddler, the beer pusher, on bass. And I was pretty pleased with the way it turned out. I have to be absolutely honest about it. I just had a couple of little teeny-weeny drum mics that I plugged into my computer. And uh, it ended up sounding decent. Actually, they were the same... And this is a little drum mic name drop. They were the same drum mics that I used to record uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood playing the song Faust Arp. 
in Oxford a few years back uh, with Garth Jennings. And uh, they've done good service. But anyway, um, I don't know how this podcast is going to evolve. It's early days. I hope you're going to be able to roll with it for a few episodes until it finds some kind of groove. It's just, I like the idea of trying a few different approaches out uh, for the time being. So hang in there. I appreciate some of you don't have the time to hang in there. And um, you guys, cheerio. Thanks for making it this far. But the rest of you, I hope you'll stick around. And do stay in touch. I read all your messages about last week's show with Louis Theroux. Um, There was a few on SoundCloud, on the SoundCloud page. Obviously, those are are longer. You don't have a a character limit there. Phil Watson, the first, says, uh, Louis was great as a first guest. I could hear his disappointment in you about the buffet behaviour. I agree. It is not cool. Saw a family do it at a hotel near Legoland, Windsor was taken aback by their blatant, shameless behaviour. They had an assembly line going. Mum slicing rolls, dad buttering, kids filling and pilfering. I mean, to me, that sounds like paradise. No, it doesn't. I mean, that, we did not have an assembly line going. All right, Phil Watson the first. It was very, very subtle. It was like a scene from... Mission Impossible, one of the Mission Impossible films. I think maybe the next one is going to be about a buffet. And probably they'll ask Buckles to be a part of it because it couldn't have been more stealthy and uh, in no way sleazy. I mean, Legoland, Windsor, that is a very lawless part of the world. And the thing is, once you've queued for about an hour and a half for a ride that lasts 90 seconds and isn't very good then you deserve some you deserve some free snacks is my opinion but anyway i appreciate that um, perhaps the assembly line is is too much this is an advert for squarespace every time i visit your website i see success Yes, success. The way that you look at the world makes the world want to say yes. It looks very professional. I love browsing your videos and pics and I don't want to stop. And I'd like to access your members area and spend in your shop. These are the kinds of comments people will say about your website if you build it with Squarespace. Just visit squarespace.com slash Buxton for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, because you will want to launch, use the offer code BUXTON to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So put the smile of success on your face with Squarespace. That's it for the podcast this week. Thank you very much indeed. I'm back in the sound booth now. It sounds more professional, doesn't it? A a little bit. Anyway, thanks to Leanne, I was going to say. And if you enjoyed her song, Grow, you can see her performing it on my YouTube channel. I uploaded the video that I shot there on my phone. And you can see the mystery geese standing over in the corner. And you can see what Leanne and Chris look like. And uh, 
I think that it's just a lovely performance. So thanks again to them. Until next time, I'm hoping to put another podcast out next week. Not exactly sure what'll be in it, but um, there'll be something. All right. Take care. I love you. Bye. On a future edition of the Adam Buxton podcast, reminiscences from still living stand up comedy legend Guy Man Guy Man. I ask for Mindy, and Mindy comes over, and she says, oh, yeah, you're the guy. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Can I get a spot? And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Why don't you go up after Jerry's ski holiday? I'm like, ah, shit, that guy's fucking dangerous. I don't, I don't know if I want to go up after Jerry's ski holiday. And sure enough, Jerry goes on, and he kills. You know, I mean... Jerry always killed. He killed several people that night on the front row and a couple of waitresses. Um, So that, you know, put a damper on the evening. Anyways, so Jerry comes off and he's arrested. He goes to prison. And then I come on and the audience is, you know, kind of sad after all the all the killing. Um, So I'm like, ah, what am I going to do now with this sad audience after the killing and i so i start with my sausages bit i got so many sausages uh it's gonna take so long to cook them all i don't have an oven big enough for all the sausages i got <laughs> who does i destroyed them i mean I, I i crushed them and then i um after i crushed them i shit on them and then i i folded them up and i burned them and then i uh, put the ashes down the fucking toilet, and then I f- uh, flushed them, and then I jumped in after them, and I swam down the pipe, and I, uh, when I found them, I ate them, and then I shit them out again, and I fucking crushed them one more time, just to make sure they understood that they had been destroyed by uh, me, by Guy. Uh, I was badly beaten up that later the ni- in the night.